I'm Andrea Hope, and this is To Mother. Episode 40, Naru's 2021. Hi everyone, I'm Andrea Hope, a poet, a wife, a mother, and a Baha'i, among many other things. And this is my podcast, To Mother, where I share my recommendations and insights about parenting with purpose in the modern world. So I share some quotes from the Baha'i writings that inspire me, some practical tips and resources, and sometimes my poetry. Today we're going to be talking about Naru's, and the reason the episode is called Naru's 2021 is because I did do a Naru's episode last year about the new year and the virus, and that's when the pandemic really hit the news and we start getting recommendations about what to do, so if you like to take a little trip down memory lane and hear a bit about that and also hear that Naru's episode, it's episode two of this very podcast. That episode I did focus on the baddie calendar because it's been a few years now since the House of Justice asked us to all start observing the holy days according to the baddie calendar. So I gave some tips and some information about helping each other to memorize the baddie calendar. And this year, I'm really going to focus on the meaning of Naruz, which means new day. And Naruz is a holiday that is celebrated by Baha'is all over the world. And it's also been celebrated by Persians, by people from Iran for a very long time. So it's a holiday that we have in common with the Persian culture. And it's one of those holidays where sometimes some of that Persian culture can also be part of how Baha'is celebrate Naruz. Because obviously, if they have people of Persian background in their family, and then they're also celebrating as Baha'i, it's a way to incorporate their culture and give it new meaning being a Baha'i. Of course, being a Baha'i means that we don't have really strict traditions for any of our holy days, so we're always thinking about ways to make things special and to make things significant, which I think is really important to not just have tradition for the sake of tradition, but to think about why we're doing the things we're doing. And as a Baha'i, you are encouraged to incorporate your culture and the arts as long as it isn't anything that goes against the teaching. So for instance, we wouldn't have alcohol at a Baha'i celebration because That might be part of your cultural heritage, but it goes against the teachings of the faith that we don't drink alcohol. So things like that. So we just be mindful of beauty and diversity and also upholding the laws of the Baha'i faith. So I actually was looking in the Baha'i writings and there aren't a lot of writings about Naru's particularly. It's the spring equinox. It's the time where everything is made new and beautiful flowers and fruits and everything are blossoming. But to find writings that were specifically about this time period, it was a little bit difficult for me. There's one prayer that I know that is specifically for Naru's. And then in Days of Remembrance, there's a couple prayers that are related to Naru's. And then I found this tablet from Abdul Baha where it happened to be Naru's when he was writing it. So I decided that I would go ahead and read this one because it talks about the nature of celebrating Naru's. These are the days of Naru's. I am always thinking of those kind friends. I beg for each and all of you confirmations and assistance from the threshold of oneness, so that those gatherings may become ignited like unto candles in the republics of America, and kindling the light of the love of God in the hearts. Thus the rays of the heavenly teachings may be gem and bright in the states of America, like the infitude of immensity with the stars of the most great guidance. One more time. These are the days of Naru's. I am always thinking of those kind friends. I beg for each and all of you confirmations and assistance from the threshold of oneness, so that those gatherings may become ignited like unto candles in the republics of America, enkindling the light of the love of God in the hearts. 
Thus, the rays of the heavenly teachings may be gem and bright in the states of America, like the infitude of immensity with the stars of the most great guidance. This tablet was written specifically to some Baha'is in America, of course, in the United States of America, but often the things that we read in the writings can apply to all of us all over the world. And so I was really touched by the part where it talks about making the gatherings like unto ignited candles. Candles are a main feature in a lot of celebrations that I've been in in general for the Baha'i community. And I particularly like flower-scented candles because they remind me of the shrines. The shrines tend to have roses or lavender or some kind of flower scent. So the scent of flowers really reminds me of the shrines. But the main point of this address being that using the Nauru's gatherings can be really a place of such love and kindled and such an outward expression of the heavenly teachings as to attract people to the faith. So I know we're in a time where that might look different for different kinds of people, how many people you can invite, whether it can be in person or online or whatever your circumstances are. But just thinking about these gatherings beyond just our families, but being gatherings where we can enkindle the light of the love of God, however that has significance to you. So my living the life tip is get one, give one. And I want to start explaining it by reading a little story about Abdu'l-Bahá. Abdu'l-Bahá was going to entertain the governor of Akka. Before the day arrived, his wife went to the tailor and ordered a fine coat for him. When the day came, his wife laid out the new coat for Abdu'l-Bahá, but he asked for his old coat. He could not accept the new coat that his wife had ordered for him. He said there was no reason to spend so much money on a coat just for him. He said with the money he could buy five simple ones like the one he normally wore. Then he would have a new coat and still have four coats to give to others. In the spirit of that story, I wanted to give the Living the Life tip of get one and give one. So whatever you're thinking about getting for Naru's to think about, is there a way that you can still get something that's of quality? Because of course we don't want to get junk and then end up throwing it away later. <laughs> but get something that is of quality and also be able to think of someone else who might need the same thing. And I think that's a wonderful way to keep this spirit of generosity and, you know, thinking of others. Now, in the spirit of a yamiha, I think if you're trying to think about gifts to give for this specific holy day, it might be interesting to think about things that are new. So there's this concept of the new day and, you know, the new year and spring and everything like that. So it might be a time instead of just getting random gifts to think about things in your life and your environment that would benefit from being renewed. So whether that's like a project that you have in your house, some of the things I thought of that are pretty common would be clothes like this example of the story gives a coat and you might be needing to get a raincoat or a different coat for spring than from winter. Kitchen appliances are always something that we should be mindful of if we need to replace or if we need to get different things and my favorite is linens. <laughs> I feel like linens is something that you use consistently every day towel sheets those kind of things and so it's really important when they start to get worn out to renew them and it can have a big effect on you to be sleeping in a bed that's just much more comfortable so those are some of the simple things I thought that could apply to a lot of people clothes kitchen appliances and linens but you could also just look around your house and instead of just going out and buying a random item can you look around your household and think okay what is something around here that has done its time that has really given us you know the most of itself that we can choose this season to renew on and then think of someone else that might be interested in the same thing 
And along the lines of this on my Etsy shop right now, I do have an activity for young children for like early elementary where it talks a little bit about Nauru's being the idea of a new day and new things coming. And then it has kids match something old with something new. So it's the same item like a teddy bear or a truck. And there's these little icons that are either old or new. So you can have a conversation with kids about what makes something old, what makes something new. If they're older kids, then you can have a further conversation about how, you know, the old things are still great things. They've served us well and we can appreciate them and be thankful for them and respect them. But why is it sometimes that we do need something that's new? And, you know, why is it important to have something new? And then to further that concept, if it's junior youth or youth, you can have this conversation about like the flower in the garden, the analogy that has been used in the Baha'i faith, where if a flower blossoms again in spring, is that really a new flower? Can we say that it's a new flower from the old flower? Or is it something totally different? So this is a concept that can be used to talk about the manifestations of God and the faith, this idea of what does it mean to be new if it has the same attributes and qualities. And I think that's a really powerful conversation to have with junior youth and youth all around this theme of the new day in Nauru's. The resource that I want to share, because I don't yet know any shops that specifically do household things like kitchen appliances and linens and things like that. I'm just going to share the resource of Baha'i Inspired Etsy and Beyond. So I want you to know that I started a Facebook group called Baha'i Inspired Etsy and Beyond. So it was originally started because I was posting some things about my Etsy shop and a friend said, oh, it'd be nice to find all the Baha'i inspired Etsy shops. Do you know any shops other than yours? And because I've been doing a lot of research for this podcast and just am interested in this in general, I do know several shops, but I thought I'll start this Facebook group where it can be kind of up to date, where people can post about things that they have in their shops and artists can also get inspired by things that people are asking for or would like to see. And then someone else contacted me saying that they had this idea for just arts and crafts in general. Maybe we could kind of merge. So I added the and beyond. So even if you don't have an Etsy shop, but you have some kind of small business where you're selling these kind of things, you are more than welcome to join. And it's for supporters and also for the creators. So again, it's called the Baha'i inspired Etsy and beyond and I will put a link as I always do in the show notes for this podcast so wherever you're listening you can see the show notes or you can go to tomother.buzzsprout.com and you'll have a link there. The group has only been active for a couple months and it already has 344 members so I think that that's great and it's definitely a resource that people can use and you can search you know the holy day or whatever you're looking for and try to find posts or you could just search for something and see if anyone knows someone they could recommend or if it can give an idea to an artist about what to do next. Oh, speaking of household, yeah, in my shop there are pillows. I have started designing these pillow sets. I tried to do simple modern designs that incorporate the nine-pointed star and also some complement pillows, and I've sold a few orders of that, so that's really exciting. This is something that I'm always trying to be really thoughtful about. If I am going to apply the nine-pointed star or any of the faith symbols into items and gifts, what does that mean? And there's definitely a lot of circumstances where I decide, okay, I'm not going to make that because I don't think that that would be a reverent use of the symbol or I don't think that certain type of product would be something that's really good for symbols. For instance, just a personal example, everyone has to make that decision for themselves. But for me personally, I don't like to see Baha'i symbols on coasters because 
unless they're decorative coasters, which I don't really know what the point of that is. <laughs> but I don't like the idea of putting a cup or putting food or something like that on a symbol of the faith, like a picture of a temple or a nine-pointed star or anything like that. So things like coasters or plates or things that you're going to be using for the purpose of collecting dirt or liquid or whatever like that, I try to really stay away from. I tend to also stay away from putting quotes on things. Sometimes I do like having simple quotes, but a lot of times I just want to be mindful of it not becoming a catchphrase. There's been a lot of guidance from the Universal House of Justice about how we don't want to take the writings and make them into mere catchphrases more than how it would be perceived if it was read in the context of the holy writings. Now, that's complex because sometimes just reading that quote would inspire someone to go to the holy writings especially if it says the name of the person who wrote it or if it says the Baha'i writings under it so like I said this is a decision each artist has to make and each of us as consumers has to decide what we feel comfortable wearing or buying and putting in our house but I just thought it was interesting so I'll give you my reflections on that maybe I'll do a whole separate episode about it. But to end for today, I have decided, because I did a poem last year, my Nauru's poem, that I'm going to play a snippet from a Nauru song that is written by a Malaysian Baha'i and sung by some Malaysian Baha'i youth. And I just really love this song. The singing was really nice in the song, and it just captured some great Baha'i spirit from me. So I want to play a clip of that. And again, you can find the link in the show notes if you want to hear the full song or even play the full song for your celebration. So happy Naruz and I'll talk to you next year. To Mother is an individual initiative and provides only the personal reflections and insights of its creator, that's me. For more information about the Baha'i faith, including access to the official writings and contacts for Baha'is in your community, please visit Baha'i.org.